Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. Wind advisory with wind gusts 40 to 50 miles per hour could see some power outages tomorrow afternoon and evening. 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. Georgetown 38, Bowie at 31, Leesburg 31 at this hour. We could fall to 28 degrees overnight. This is where you turn when the weather threatens. WTOP News. Facts matter. This hour of news is sponsored by Lido Pizza. Lido Pizza never cuts corners. Good evening, I'm Dimitri Sotis. Coming up here on WTOP, the rough weather, high winds and heavy rain expected for the afternoon tomorrow especially, has some school systems shutting down and others closing early. A man is in custody after being accused of crashing into a White House barricade tonight. Ron Rivera, no longer the head coach of the Commanders. What's the plan by ownership to do a whole lot better by the fans next season? With the Commanders head coach gone, how are people feeling about the team's future? You know, there's always hope. I'm Shana Stulen. And with war raging, is Israel's prime minister still in control? 11 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by O'Reilly Auto Parts. I'm Jennifer Kuyper. Earlier tonight, shots rang out in a motel in Cloquet, Minnesota, near Duluth. Commander Wade Rausch of the St. Louis County Sheriff's Office. There was a report of an active shooter. That turned out to be three deceased individuals um, at the Super 8 motel. That's three individuals, including the shooter. The Minnesota Bureau of Criminal Apprehension will help in the investigation. At the Sandman Signature Hotel in downtown Fort Worth, Texas, an explosion sends debris flying and leaves at least 21 people injured. Fire officials say it was a gas explosion. CBS Dallas Fort Worth TV reporter Jason Allen. This is a 20-story historic building built back in 1920. We talked to one of the people who was in the building when the explosion happened. He found that the stairwell had been blown. Away, he had to jump down to the first floor in order to escape. Alaska Airlines' decision not to ground the Boeing 737 MAX 9 jet despite warning signs comes under scrutiny. The airline had decided to stop flying the planes over water, and the National Transportation Safety Board chair says warning lights were triggered on three flights before Friday's door panel blowout. CBS's Chris Van Cleve also says for the plane's maker... This comes at a time when they've been dealing with quality control issues for some time and are looking to ramp up production of the 737 MAX, which is a cash cow for Boeing. United says it has found loose bolts on some of its Boeing 737 MAX 9s. Nasty weather is set to hit some 47 states, from blizzard warnings to tornado warnings and flood alerts. Weather Channel meteorologist Mike Bettis with more. There's a footprint of the snow here from oh the Quad Cities into Chicago and Milwaukee, snow across northern New England, heavy rain along the I-95 corridor, and that could eventually lead to more flooding, eventually melting some of the snow that we just picked up over the weekend. The big CES technology show takes place in Las Vegas this week. WWJ's Jeff Gilbert is there. You'll find everything from the latest video equipment to individual inventors who want to pitch their products. Car makers are here in big numbers to promote mobility, says show organizer Gary Shapiro. And by the way, mobility, when we talk about it, isn't just about cars. We're seeing e-bikes, e-scooters, urban air uh, mobility. That includes short-range electric aircraft that could someday take you over the traffic. Jeff Gil- Gilbert, CBS News, Las Vegas. Saying it exploits mother and child, Pope Francis is calling for a universal ban on surrogacy, saying it's the commercialization of pregnancy. He made the call during an annual speech to ambassadors accredited to the Holy See. And Tiger Woods and Nike end their partnership after more than 27 years. This is CBS News. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. 
Get the parts and service you need fast from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. 11.03 here on WTOP. And it is Monday night, January 8th, 2024, Rockville 31. Some of us down to the upper 20s overnight. Good evening, I'm Dimitri Sotis with the top local stories we're following this hour. New tonight, storms that are moving into the area tomorrow are expected to bring heavy rain and strong winds and the most intensity between 2 and 7 p.m. Now, some local school systems are changing their plans. In some cases, canceling classes altogether. In other cases, just closing early to try to keep the kids and teachers and everyone out of the worst of the storm. We'll start in Virginia. Culpeper County Public Schools and Spotsylvania County Public Schools will be closed tomorrow. Meantime, Stafford County Public Schools will dismiss students two hours early. And over in Maryland, Anne Arundel County Public Schools will be closing two hours early tomorrow. Also, Howard County Public Schools and Harford County Public Schools will dismiss three hours early. Be with us here on WTOP, your first alert weather station. For all the latest, and at WTOP.com. New tonight, Secret Service says a car rammed into a gate near the White House this evening. It happened just before 6 p.m. at an exterior gate on the White House complex, 15th and Pennsylvania Northwest. The driver is now in custody. Secret Service is investigating what led up to the crash. Keep it here on WTOP as we bring you more on the developing situation. No more Riverboat Ron for our area. The Washington Commanders have parted ways with head coach Ron Rivera. This move kicks off the first coaching search under the new ownership team led by Josh Harris. He spoke with reporters today about the timeline for getting a new coach in here. And we need the next leadership here because we got a lot of work to do. You know, we have the draft, we have the off season, we have uh, we have you know a lot of draft capital that we need to be get prepared for. Uh, ultimately, free agency uh, combines. But on the other hand, you know, this is a really important decision. And so it's going to be a uh, rapid but thorough process. Now, that's the word from the head man. How about fans? Those who follow the commanders through thick and thin have a lot of feelings to express. The owner was the problem to me, not the head coach. Debbie is putting the blame on former owner Dan Snyder, not really on Rivera. And she's not giving up on the commanders quite yet. You know, there's always hope. I mean... (laughs) Others are laying the commander's disappointing run on Rivera. I tried, I think, at the beginning, but man... He's supposed to be like this great defensive-minded coach. D.C.-based fan Jay Haynes says he trusts Josh Harris. I think it's the right move. To choose a young, energetic new coach to turn the team around. Year three or four, I, I'm hoping for a Super Bowl run. <laughs> Shane Estulin, WTOP News. Let's move away from the commanders briefly and toward the Capitals and Wizards. Tonight, D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser says she's taking steps to transform a stretch of downtown D.C., regardless of whether those two teams stick around or or do end up moving to Alexandria. This is about how old uses become new spaces. D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser is planning for what comes next here in Chinatown, regardless of whether the Capitals and Wizards move to Potomac Yard. That means adding 15,000 new residents to downtown and converting old office buildings to housing and other spaces. She's creating a task force to focus on the two blocks where Capital One Arena and Gallery Place are, Ward 2 Council Member Brooke Pinto. Our commitment to stabilizing Chinatown and downtown is clear. Bowser says D.C.'s offer to keep the teams here is still on the table, but the city is planning for all scenarios. What we're focused on is how we we have the potential
potential to reuse five acres. In downtown D.C., Scott Gelman, WTOP News. Other news from the D.C. mayor tonight. She announced that government workers, city government workers, will need to be in the office more often. Bowser says city workers will move from two days of telework per week down to just one day. She also gave a special shout-out to employees who really never get to work from home. A good chunk of our employees never teleworked because they're on the front lines and they are in person every single day. Uh, Like our teachers, our firefighters, our police officers, and our DPW workers who deserve our appreciation. So let's give it to them. The change for D.C. government workers starts on March 10th, only one day of telework per week. New tonight on WTOP, he served as the U.S. Congressman for Maryland's 5th Congressional District since 1981. Tonight, Steny Hoyer says that he's going to file for re-election once again. In a statement, the veteran 84-year-old Democrat says he's blessed with good health and strength and believes he has more work to complete on behalf of his district. Among that work, he says, is ensuring the project to relocate FBI headquarters to Greenbelt and make sure that that gets Full funding as well. Stay with us here on WTOP as we continue to follow campaign 2024. Next, artificial intelligence leads to layoffs at a company that teaches you to speak other languages. It's 11.08. Michael and Son's heating tune-up for only $59. Michael and Son. Traffic and weather on the 8s and when it breaks on WTOP. Let's go to Butch Seltzer in the WTOP Traffic Center. Oh, good evening, Dimitri. Uh, in the district right now in 66 eastbound after Route 50. Construction zone's been set up with only the right lane open. And uh, right now we just have minor delays getting through that work zone towards 123. Traffic on 395 and 95 moving along without any problems. In and around the Beltway, we're moving around just fine. Southbound 3rd Street Tunnel, that's moving pretty well through. Uh, we just have a right lane closed with some construction. Uh, in Maryland, 95 in the Baltimore-Washington Park. Parkways moving along fine. Southbound 95 at exit 32. The left lane is blocked with some road work. 50 out to the Bay Bridge looks good and no problems on 270. The WTOP Traffic Center is furnished by Regency Furniture. Celebrate Regency's 34th anniversary with savings up to 34% off furniture for every room. Regency Furniture, affordable, never looked so good. I'm Butch Seltzer, WTOP Traffic. 7 News First Alert Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson. A chance of flooding and a chance of power outages this time tomorrow. The next weather maker Tuesday, going to be a nasty one. Listen, we've got wind advisories that will go up tomorrow afternoon, continue going uh, into Wednesday morning and a flood watch as well. Wind gusts could be about 35 to 50 miles per hour and rainfall amounts could be 1 to just over 2 inches and river flooding looking possible. Temperatures tomorrow out of the 30s, rising to the mid to upper 50s. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Ronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. Rockville 31, Ashburn 36, Fort Washington 31 degrees. Some of us down to 28. We're brought to you by Long Fence. Save 25% on decks, pavers, and fences. Six months, no payment, no interest. Conditions apply. Go to longfence.com. You heard about how stormy a day it will be tomorrow. Be with us here on WTOP for traffic and weather on the 8s. We are your first alert weather station. Money News 10 and 40 past the hour. We're going to Larry Kofsky. This is a Bloomberg Money Minute. Wall Street began the week with a solid gain led by technology shares. Dow Industrials climbed 217.
The S&P gained 66. The Nasdaq soared 320. The Dow would have done even better if it weren't for Boeing's 8% loss, down $20 a share. United Airlines confirms that it found loose bolts and other parts in some of its 737 MAX 9 jets during inspections. Apple's first major new product in nine years will arrive February 2nd, with pre-orders starting January 19th. It hopes the Vision Pro mixed reality headset will set the stage for a new era after the iPhone. It's priced just under $3,500. Artificial intelligence is taking the jobs of some contract workers at language learning software maker Duolingo. The company is cutting about 10% of its contract workforce, due in part to AI. There were no cuts among its 600 full-time workers. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Larry Kofsky on WTOP. Asia-Pacific markets are all higher. Tokyo stocks up 1%. Hong Kong up a quarter percent. Still ahead here on WTOP, how much control does Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu still have as that war continues in Gaza? We'll discuss that with Politico. 11-12. Stay with us. In the Washington region, winter weather is all over the map. Will it be sunny? Or snowmageddon? Leave it to the experts with weather updates from WTOP every 10 minutes on the 8th. We track the storm so you know how to prepare. WTOP News. Facts matter. Pizza's here. Oh, great. I'd love some, but I'm worried about my stomach issues. If you're worried about having diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or loose oily stools, it may not just be stomach issues. It could be a condition called exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, or EPI. With EPI, the pancreas doesn't release enough enzymes to break down food, but EPI is manageable. Use the symptom checker on identifyepi.com and talk to your doctor. That's identifyepi.com. Sponsored by AbbVie. Coming up. Crime, housing, lawmakers, and Maryland's governor will get to work on bills addressing those issues starting Wednesday. I'm Kate Ryan. When a warrior faces adversity, he fights through it. He finds a way. Freedom isn't free. Rolling strong. Belief. Believe you can and you will. Wheelchairs for Warriors provides mobility solutions to veterans and first responders injured in the line of duty. Join the mission and visit wheelchairsforwarriors.org. Washington's top news, WTOP. Facts matter. Just in Michigan is college football's national champion final score, 34 to 13 over Washington. Ben Raby watching that and bringing us more at 1125. Well, thanks for being with us here on WTOP as we turn to the latest on the crisis in the Middle East. An Israeli airstrike has killed an elite Hezbollah commander in southern Lebanon. It is the latest in an escalating exchange of strikes along the border that have raised fears of another Mideast war, even as the fighting in Gaza exacts a mounting toll on civilians. And as all that rages on, there are questions about whether Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu may be losing control of his government. The concern is apparently coming from some of those trying to bring an end to the conflict. Writing about this in her latest column is Politico's Nahal Tusi, who's senior foreign affairs correspondent. She joined us earlier to talk about this idea of whether Netanyahu has as much control as he once did. Well, the basic thing is that the United States wants Netanyahu and the Israelis to make some tough decisions, long-term types of decisions related to the conflict and the Palestinians. But because Netanyahu is trying to keep together a very unwieldy coalition that includes some far-right partners who he needs to stay in power, partly because he's trying to avoid going to prison 
on corruption charges, and those far-right partners don't agree with a lot of what the United States wants, he is unable to kind of make some of these tough decisions or unwilling to do so. And so there's times when the U.S., so many times when they ask him, can you do this? Can you do that? Can you please do this? And he basically is just thinking about the politics and his future. And, and you know, arguably in some ways he might, he might insist he's thinking about national security for his country, but there's all these factors going into it and it's making it hard for him to make decisions that the U.S. would like to see him make. Is it still the case that the war cabinet that is focused on Gaza is, is not made up of these more far-right figures? Correct. Yeah, they're not in the war cabinet, so they're not involved in like the military decisions on the ground, but there's other decisions related to the war, such as, for instance, getting more funding to rebuild and revamp the Palestinian Authority, that sort of thing, and having a vision for a two-state solution, a plan that would involve the Palestinian Authority. These are things that the United States wants, but the far-right partners don't want that at all. In fact, they are talking about finding ways to get Palestinians to leave Gaza so that Israelis can go in and build settlements and reoccupy the territory. These are very, very different things. And Netanyahu is caught in the middle. And, uh, you know, for him, uh, his political survival is, is pretty is a pretty big deal. So he's way that as he's uh, making decisions. And, and it's just like he's very weak leader at this point. Is uh, a prolongation of the war one of those decisions that we're seeing happen now? Should, should the, uh, most of the fighting in Gaza have ended? already. Well, look, it depends on what you consider a war and what <laughs> what is prolonging it. You know, at a certain point, Israel's not going to need to just keep bombing and obliterating buildings in Gaza. There are other ways to prosecute this war that probably just make more sense. And it can't have all of these reservists out in Gaza doing this all the time because its economy is going to suffer. They need people back in the workforce, that sort of thing. There's a lot of factors to consider, but there are some concerns among U.S. officials that, you know, so long as the war continues and maybe even, you know, escalates, you know, think about it beyond, beyond just Gaza. I mean, some of the regional stuff, there's some people who wonder if Netanyahu is seeing this as just another way that he can stay in power, kind of banking on the idea that as long as there's this conflict going on, Israelis will not want to change the leadership. But it's a little, it, that's the type of thing that's pretty hard to predict because Israeli politics can be very, very chaotic. But for the short term, I mean, in terms of Netanyahu picking up the phone and speaking with President Biden and others in the administration, there's still plenty of communication, right? It's not as if we've just lost him, if I could put it that way. Oh, not at all. I mean, he, he really needs the United States for support on the international stage at the United Nations, not to mention our continued military aid. And the U.S. is not giving up on him. He is the elected prime minister. He is the one that we probably know best in a lot of ways. Uh, and so we're in constant contact with him. Uh, U.S. officials have gone there so many times and stayed in so much contact that uh, some people call it BB sitting uh, because BB is his nickname, Netanyahu's nickname. But yeah, but there, but the U.S. is also keeping in touch with other political leaders in Israel, including opposition leaders like Benny Gantz, Yair Lapid. I mean, there is a sense within the Biden administration that at some point Netanyahu is going to have to exit the stage and they need to be ready to deal with others who might step up and be prime minister. The question is when. That is Politico's Nahal Tusi writing about the crisis in the Middle East. Quick look at the top stories we're working on here on WTOP. Head coach Ron Rivera now gone. Commander's owner Josh Harris says he wants a rapid but thorough search for Rivera's replacement. 
Dan Quinn is expected to come in from Dallas as one of the applicants. At least somebody they're going to interview. An explosion at a Texas hotel in Fort Worth tonight littered downtown streets with debris. At least 21 people are hurt, including one person in critical condition. The Pentagon offers new details on Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin's hospitalization. He is now out of the ICU after it took days to convey this news to the White House. Keep it here for full details on these stories and more. Traffic and weather on the 8s and when it breaks. Let's go to Butch Seltzer in the WTOP Traffic Center. Well, in Virginia right now, excuse me, a uh, disabled tractor trailer with the road blocked in Centerville. That's on 66 westbound uh, right at... 28. That's exit 53. An accident blocking the right lane in Germantown on Brink Road, eastbound at Seneca Crossing Drive. Uh, in Maryland, 95 in the Baltimore Washington Parkway, both looking okay. No problems southbound at uh, southbound 95 at exit 32. The left lane's blocked with road work, but again, everybody's getting by without any problems. 50 out to the Bay Bridge looks good as well. No problems on 270 on 66 eastbound after Route 50. Construction zone's been set up with only the right lane open and right now we have just minor delays getting through that work zone towards uh, 123 traffic on 395 and 95 moving along without any problems in and around the beltway we're moving along just fine south third street tunnel that's moving pretty well as well eating healthier doesn't need to eat taste healthy it needs to taste good silver diner is over 30 healthier options that will make you love eating healthier in 2024 silver diner much more than a Diner. I'm Butch Seltzer, WTOP Traffic. And now to Veronica Johnson, 7 News First Alert Chief Meteorologist. A quiet evening, a quiet overnight with clouds moving in and temperatures dropping to the 30s. And oh, by the way, plenty warm tomorrow to give us all liquid instead of snow from the next weather maker. We'll see our temperatures top out between 55 and 58 degrees, but a lot of rain, one upwards two inches possible, along with some river flooding too. Watch the Potomac River at Georgetown Southwest Waterfront in Alexandria. Even the Severn River in Annapolis could see some moderate to major flooding. We also have a wind advisory that will go up for the day tomorrow and continue going into early Wednesday morning. So power outages a possibility. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. Manassas 31 degrees, Metro Center 38, Frederick, Maryland 33 degrees and heading down to 28 overnight. We're brought to you by Len the Plumber Heating and Air, trusted same day service seven days a week. Still ahead here on WTOP, the second man accused in a deadly attack on a food delivery driver at an area Denny's. Sentence. Stay with us. It's 1121. Those headaches and stomach aches your child gets may be migraine. 10% of children and 28% of adolescents have migraine disease. Migraine at school can help. Learn more at migraineatschool.org. As a parent, I know how migraine impacts my daughter's ability to learn. Every child deserves the chance to flourish in school. Visit migraineatschool.org. Sponsored by the Coalition for Headache and Migraine Patients. Make a New Year's resolution that's easy to keep. Help protect your identity and finances with LifeLock Identity Theft Protection. LifeLock detects identity threats you may miss on your own. And if you become a victim, LifeLock will work to fix it. LifeLock is the New Year's resolution that's easy to keep. Save up to 25% off your first year. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK or go to lifelock.com. Use promo code NEWS to save 25%. Rise and shine. Time to get your day moving. 7 News is on your side. From the moment you wake up, bringing you local news you need to prepare for the day. 
and get out the door on time. Every minute of every morning, 7 News is on your side. This is WTOP News. Now 1122, the second of two men accused in a deadly shooting at a Prince William County Denny's in December of 2019 has been sentenced. Ryan Walker was sentenced to 17 years in prison after he entered Alfred pleas in the case for several charges, including felony murder. An Alfred plea is when someone doesn't admit guilt but acknowledges the evidence against them would lead to a conviction. Walker is accused of hitting 56-year-old Yusuf Osgur with a baton before his partner in the crime, Jordan Anderson, shot the DoorDash driver, killing him. The killing happened after the duo was accused of holding up that Denny's. Anderson has already been sentenced to almost 90 years in prison. Rent increases and juvenile crime. State lawmakers and Maryland Governor Wes Moore are going to be rolling out their plans to address those big issues during the legislative session that starts the day after tomorrow. There are hundreds of bills tackling crime, housing, health care and other issues that have been pre-filed by lawmakers as they get set for the General Assembly session that starts in Annapolis Wednesday. The Baltimore Sun reports so far Governor Wes Moore has highlighted a few items, one on housing for military families and spouses, and plans to address a shortage of police officers in the state. But Moore has also signaled some tough sledding ahead with a projected budget gap. Secretary of Transportation Paul Wiedefeld has already laid out plans to slash transportation spending by $3.3 billion. Kate Ryan, WTOP News. Meantime, Maryland's Governor Wes Moore says his administration is starting to address the use of artificial intelligence in state government, along with other efforts to bolster cybersecurity. The governor signed an executive order that demands everyone in state government make sure AI is integrated in a responsible and ethical way. The quickly developing technology has been getting the attention of state lawmakers around the country. Moore says AI and cyber can scare some people, but he adds it's already here. He wants government to be proactive in the moment. The order emphasizes the need for fairness and equity in the state's use of AI, saying state agencies must take into account the fact that AI systems can perpetuate harmful biases and take steps to mitigate those risks. Maryland has expanded gender-affirming care that is covered by the state's Medicaid program. This is all thanks to a bill passed last year. The Trans Health Equity Act went into effect New Year's Day. The state's Medicaid program previously limited gender-affirming care to procedures such as mental health services, continuous hormone replacement therapy, and gender reassignment surgery. Now other procedures will be covered, including voice modification surgery, and therapy and facial surgery. 11.25 on WTOP. Sports at 25 and 55. Time to check in live with Ben Raby. All right, Dimitri, Michigan running back and Fauquier now County native Blake Corum missed the college football playoff a year ago with a knee injury, but Corum returned to school for his senior year. And in tonight's national title game, Corum had 134 yards rushing and two touchdowns as Michigan beat Washington 34-13. We came back as a team. We came back as brothers. And this is what we came back for. We came back to get a natty, came back to win from Michigan, and we did it. I'm just so blessed. I'm kind of speechless. Just trying to take everything in. Corum appearing on ESPN Michigan with their first national championship since 1997. NFL Commanders owner Josh Harris with a clear vision for how he wants the power structure on his team. General manager and head coach, two separate jobs, two separate hires. Regarding the GM vacancy, competition the Commanders are dealing with includes the Raiders and Chargers and the Carolina.